First of its kind gaming event took place on the island this weekend. The inaugural People Winter like Smash Tournament was held. The organization People Like Games ran the event. There were 48 participants. All that's fucking outstanding. What's up? What's up? And welcome to episode 64 of People Like Games. I'm Solo. And I'm Lilo. And as per usual, you are tuned in to the best damn podcast in the industry. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Pew, pew, baby. Well, it's been a week to say the least for the good old folks. However, before we proceed, we're going to hit a quick pause because today, January 30th, is Mama Solo's birthday, so... Woo-hoo. Big congrats, happy birthday, Mama Solo. There we go. Is- the person, <laughs> the person <laughs> with whom I would not be here without. One could almost say Makes literally. Sense. Hey, and mm. so interesting. Love you, Mom. Interesting. Uh, and uh, now, I guess the only thing we can do after that's been done, which I actually could have fit it into there, but. That's right. It's the plug walk time. Let's get back into the show. Let's do it. It's the social channels as as we as we have the Twitter starting at people like games is the handle at Lulo PLG. You can find me eventually when I do make my Twitter account. Uh, it is still running <laughs> and we're going to get to it eventually. I'm positive. I have faith and faith is important. That is. We'll get to it. As we said, it's a very complicated set of steps to create the account. So, who knows? <laughs> Anywho. Gotta have an email address. Facts. You know, there's. Pretty sure you need to host a podcast, too. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah, you, you gotta want it. You gotta want it. And so, mm-hmm. as long as Lilo has one, we have one person you could direct your complaints to. So. We're good to go, baby. Yeet. HR. And uh, where can you find the show? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. SoundCloud, Stitcher, basically everywhere minus title, which we will get to eventually, hopefully, probably. And Very soon. do not forget the subreddit, r backslash people like games. It's live. It's going. We have a new post that is accompanying this episode, which is an update, which is, again, we have uh, a data mining segment coming up next week. And so if any of the listeners know anyone or know of anything related to uh, data mining, hit us up, hit the subreddit, give us your input because uh, we want to crowdsource some uh, information, see what everyone knows as well. And so now enough of me talking and uh, let's (laughs) kick it over to Lilo for a little bit of the... the talk, baby, table contents. In this week's episode, we will be rolling with the quick scope as we normally do, giving you the rundown of the best news that you need to know about of this past week, January 30th. Okay, follow that up with Solo Something or Another. He's got a funny article that he'd like to highlight. Follow that up with a game spotlight, but it's more of a. It's a great moment a in rant. time. There we go. That's it's exactly a great it moment. It, it's, it's a, a long g- time coming. We're not even, reminiscing. It's, it's sort of obvious, which we're just not going. We're not going to spoil it yet, though, because we're not going to say. You don't know it. what we're talking listen. about. It's not obvious. So we'll be talking about that a little bit later. Uh, following up with a quick rumor mill that I think is funny as fuck, and uh, more you know about patents, right? And Ye- then close this baby out actually with a short final lap, but. Shout out to all the big things that happened this past weekend, and um, we'll talk to you more on that a little bit later. So, without further ado, so are you ready? It's time. Yes, that's right. That's a quick scope. And like we said last week, which you could probably rewind to last week's episode and get it exactly on the dot, which was we need a plethora of phrases that are not without further ado. <laughs> God, diversify our bonds, son. Come on. Step it up. Step it up. And moving forward, get us, get baby. Us moving. Get us moving, baby. All right, moving forward. In quick scope, we're going to start out with 
So if you don't know and you're not a fan of the NFL, I'm sorry, this article is not for you. There's some news just illustrating how esports have permeated across all sporting platforms. And I thought this was a fun thing to highlight in light of the Super Bowl coming up this next weekend. All right. You got the LA Rams playing the motherfucking New England Patriots as a Jets fan. I hate them, but that's neither here nor there. They are good. Can't hate. It's just they're, they're so good. Either way. Uh, one of the funny things is that uh, the articles we find, um, they all relate to video games, obviously, and in this particular one, NFL players are using video games to help them relax before games. Uh, this article highlights how NFL players are using video games as a way to uh, put all of their money because they're investing in esports, and a lot of players own their own fucking esports teams. You've got a whole bunch of NFL heads, aka the presidents of the company, the owners. They own a shit ton of teams. That includes Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys. Boys and uh, the dude who owns the Rams and I actually can't find his name right now. I'm sorry about that. But what am I trying to say? I think it's funny uh, in particular. So they highlighted how this past week prior to the NFC championship, the Saints players have a video game lounge in their locker room. And they used it to play Call of Duty before they played in the championship just to relax. And it's just funny because the NFL teams understand that they're getting younger and younger players who are growing up with the medium that Solo and I are used to, that you're used to. That's why you like video games, right? And they are adapting their locker room culture to support what these young kids like to make them feel better. The Atlanta Falcons literally installed a video game room so that players can go in and since a lot of them have moved from out of state, wherever they were, got drafted by a team, have to go to this city, they try to make it as homey as possible. You got big screen TVs everywhere, <laughs> Xboxes and PS4s everywhere. You have a whole bunch of PCs and gaming headsets and mice and keyboards everywhere. These players can just sit down and game with their buds. It's a camaraderie. It's a feeling of camaraderie like no other. And uh, it's something that inspires competition. Thought it was fun to highlight. Thought it was important because <sighs> Hey, just like the NBA, the NFL players are also investing in esports and big sports, big money. Big money means video games grow. Video games grow means PLG in business, baby. <laughs> I would say that it is wonderful to hear stories about player gaming lounges in the NFL, which is crazy? far more pleasant a story than, say, Collusion and CTE lawsuits. So, <laughs> shout out to yes, yes. NFL's PR team. And that my my bias against NFL's shittiness aside, it is a cool idea. It it does represent you know adapting to younger players. And so, right next time, right? put in all these game rooms, man. They yeah. got fucking Xbox One X's everywhere, yeah. just playing these games. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Just take the cortisone shot, play a little Call of Duty, and get back into that game, baby. And so, <laughs> on to our next story here. Overwatch has. Uh, decided, or I guess Blizzard would be a more appropriate way of phrasing that, Blizzard has decided to cut the price of Overwatch in half for both editions. That is the standard edition has been reduced from $39.99 to $19.99, and the legendary edition has been reduced from $59.99 to $39.99. It is still... I guess 20 and $40 more than it should be. I think it, because free to play games have become so popular between, you know, and just just around the world from mobile to even, you know, I guess that, that was a, lot, a large basis of what Fortnite did. Uh, it's to their, you know, it's, it's to their benefit to just get make the game go to free to play. It's something we've been saying on the show forever, which is whenever they do these free trials for a weekend, they try to entice people. They already have loot boxes, so it's not like they don't have a revenue model system. And so, you know, if I asked you when the Overwatch League starts, would you know? No, it, it's been really quiet. It starts in two weeks. I feel like that marketing yeah. push should have been happening all through January. And so I just feel like overall... With you know, we covered a little bit of the 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 turmoil over at Blizzard. Uh, is it last week or the week before? 
week before. Yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago with the CFO. And so now to see them doing this, it, it reeks a little bit more of a not a panic move, but a reaction to a decline than it would have if they had done it six months prior. It would have seemed more forward thinking to be like, we want to grow our player base. We should just make it free to play. We'll get some money in loot boxes. We, you know, we discussed the math too. The difference between if you get a free to play game, you'll feel comfortable spending like up to twenty dollars or up to a certain amount mentally right, 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 versus right. paying for a game and then having to pay in addition once you feel like you've paid for the game in full. And so it's whatever. Mm-hmm. By the way, Overwatch League starts on February fourteenth, uh, and. You know, it's lost a little momentum. Overwatch has definitely <laughs> lost a funny. little of its sheen that it had going into season one, even though it's expanded and could have really thrusted into season two instead of sort of limping. Hey, they're on season 15, so they're not doing so bad. They're clearly going. Or season 14, one of the ones. Maybe the 14th with the 15th starting on the 14th. I don't know. That's confusing. But hey, make money smart they're gonna get an influx of people right before the league starts so hopefully that draws in visitors especially since you can watch it directly through the game itself so we'll see it's neither here nor there i still play it yeah we'll see how it goes just release on Uh, nintendo switch and you'll get a brand new market oh dude they dominate. I don't know if the Switch can handle it. Right now, Paladins is dominating the Switch, bro. How do you play yeah, it? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Overwatch Lite, uh, killing it. RC Cola. Um, yeah, it is the RC Cola. Our next article I thought was fucking hilarious, and uh, it's about our brothers over the pond, okay? And if you don't know what that means, you got to read a book. I'm sorry. You just got to read a Pick book. But a... it's about those people over in the Do UK, you even literature, baby? bro? Yeah, do you do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, either way, in the UK, they are developing a 91 million euro super prison that is actually going to have what? Yep, you guessed it. And if anyone said video games, you were correct. They have decided to create a video game room that will keep the 1,400 prisoners happy. Uh, included in this prison, we will have six football pitches, and that is not American football. That is football football so it's soccer plus landscape gardens and fitness centers there's no iron bars in the windows and this is all in a pr push or momentum push really for um, more humanitarian based prisons except this prison in particular is hosting some of the most violent criminals to come out of the uk rapists and murderers and stuff like that they want to use video games as a means for competition to blow off some steam and because they believe that it can facilitate a friendlier environment. I find that hilarious. They obviously will be focusing on video games that are not violent. So there's no Call of Duty. There's no murdering games, no Hitman, no nothing like that. I honestly am very curious what they're going to pick. But uh, maybe maybe just FIFA, because FIFA we know, we covered last week, is very big over there. Um, thought it was hilarious. Video games have... It's a form of entertainment, don't get me wrong, so I understand why they're, you know, they're going to have movies, they're going to have books and stuff like that, but it's just, it seems like a natural evolution to have video games, and there's going to be a dedicated system to provide video games to the correctional facilities across the pond. And as we know, Solo likes to talk about it all the time. Domino's, baby. We're going to see more of this type of news out in the United States, except I already know there's you, there's people in the U.S. who have video game systems in there in their cells now so maybe we were the first ones and they're the dominoes just hope that they finally dispel the notion of any link between gaming and violence and be done with that right because it's in a fucking prison (laughs) everywhere everywhere (laughs) everywhere everywhere but regardless who's to say common sense is very common we're going to move on to I think my personal favorite story which was discovered last minute uh it is a PUBG-related app that was recently released, and it allows you to discover if you've killed a streamer in the past 14 days. Oh, that's actually legit, and dude. so 
That's actually hilarious. It basically takes uh, the app, which is called the PUBG Report. It uses, and this is according to an article on Eurogamer by Emma Kent, uses in-game data to link kills to Twitch streams. So it's made possible by uh, the PUBG API, which is a free service where developers can use post-match game data to build tools uh, and websites. So basically, uh, it's pretty simple. You just pop your username in, and it links through... uh, basically going through data to link kills and usernames and so uh based on this you're able to watch videos of streamers either killing you and embarrassing you or you (laughs) killing and embarrassing them and so uh yes it's it's pretty hilarious uh i think it's, it's a great use i think it's sort of like a a bloopers i feel like they should do like top 10 like fail videos based on stuff like that oh yeah uh but I guess there should be a forward-thinking content company that might be able to do that. Who knows? Maybe one will come out one day. You could definitely monetize this type of idea, or you can just start a new trend that allows you to be more interactive with those content creators you very much love, right? This is a very cool idea that happens to work because we share data sometimes, willingly, not unwillingly. it's It's like this, right? Uh, an interesting like build on that idea would be that if you you come into like you know like in certain games if you come within a certain distance you both can hear each other's voice chat. Yeah, if, I mean, if you're PUBG playing, if you're, yeah, yeah, but if you're coming close you to a streamer, you both see each other like on your screen. So like, if you're like fighting someone, you have to like watch. You know what I mean? You're like watching them as yeah, you fight. Yeah, yeah. So many interesting builds off this. Uh, I. I you know, applause to you know PUBG for having such an open system uh, to allow something like that, and so yeah, uh, that's cool. Fortnite should do something like that as well. So Epic Games, steal this idea and make it your own, like you did with PUBG. <laughs> All right, I think I have a bigger article. No offense, sorry, sorry, Solo. I don't have anything to add. Great idea. But this is the worst article in the. The biggest article we have covered today, without Big, a doubt, story. right now. This is the biggest story, I think, in esports in general. Uh, It's about esports. I kind of half-spoiled it. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You heard it on Engadget.com first. (laughs) There will be a motherfucking farming simulator esports league. That's right. Esports is coming to the farming simulator, and you should be excited. Oh, my goodness. I never thought I'd say the fucking words, but it happened. Everything we hoped and dreamed for. Everything that esports is supposed to be about. That's what Farming Simulator does, baby. Um, So the first Farming Simulator League is going to consist of approximately 10 tournaments that's taking place in, you guessed it, it's in Europe. Competitors go head-to-head with a chance to win up to $280,000, not $28,000. $280,000. So the tournaments are going to be held at major game events like Gamescom, Paris Games Week, and others. But each event allows you to actually get <laughs> circuit points the same way sort of um, if you ever follow golf, they get a certain number of points for the mass or for uh, what is it? They get a certain number of points towards their league and um, as well as Daytona. Stuff like that. Every place you get in a race gets you a certain number of points to get the Fed Cup. Either way, they're doing that same style for this Farming Simulator League. First place is going to take home $110,000 in gaming prizes. Fucking hilarious. Loving it. Esports permeating everything. Get ready to tune in on Twitch, motherfuckers. Why? Because that shit is going to be the bomb. Uh, I'm sure a very large audience in uh, Brooklyn will be watching that uh, because it's hipsters. And so, but speaking of Twitch, that does relate to our next story, which is uh, Mm -hmm. related to Twitch advertisements. So recently, Twitch decided to start promoting uh, events held by large streamers on channels of other streamers and so that got a little bit of an outcry because if you're not aware there is like and dislikes amongst streamers it's a it's 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 all very dramatic it's all very dramatic and so uh it 
you know, majority, I guess, of the complaints were the fact that the size of the streamers were already gigantic. So having them be advertised on smaller streamers seemed sort of unfair. So, like, they had Ninja's uh, New Year's Extravaganza and Pokimane's Pro Bowl event. And so it's like, uh, there's a lot of streamers you could sort of highlight that you know which actually fuck it we're gonna start doing that we're gonna we're gonna start highlighting smaller twitch streamers uh on the show because <laughs> call them out baby yeah, exactly y- y'all don't know how to do it so we're gonna do it for you and show you how it's done and so we'll introduce you to cool streamers because uh we might be getting into a little bit of uh streaming ourselves uh soon and soon let me just be clear in the same don't way i made a twitter account soon Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's in but, the works though we wrote it down it's a goal all right it's a goal exactly it, it'll happen eventually <laughs> sort of probably but regardless uh twitch backed down and decided to reverse the policy and so they pulled uh you know ads from other streamers channels which you know shout out to twitch for responding uh because mm-hmm. that was sort of not cool yeah not cool, Twitch. Fuck you. Oh. Uh, sorry. That was aggressive. That was yeah, aggressive. I mean, I did, we I, still I want Twitch dollars, bro. Right. How dare you? Yeah, exactly. We're we, sorry, we Twitch. Like we you. kiss the That's ring. Just... Until the, your competitors <laughs> become bigger. <laughs> we kiss the ring. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, you know who should kiss the ring of their shareholders? Okay. Uh, NVIDIA should. Why? Because NVIDIA has just dropped 15% in their Q4 following their revenue adjustment. If you're wondering what that means, NVIDIA dropped $13 billion in market value. So they should steal, they're gonna be stealing those investors' rings. They're not going to be kissing them. But can I borrow that to pawn right quick? It doesn't make any sense. So in a statement they released this past week, NVIDIA claimed that deteriorating macroeconomic conditions, particularly in China, had impacted consumer demand for gaming GPUs. It was hit in other areas as well, not just in gaming GPUs, but there was lower than expected sales of the Turing architecture GPUs, aka the RTXs that we tried to cover before, and a hit to data center revenue after a number of deals fell through, meaning NVIDIA has this stupid games box. You know how they're trying to do the Netflix for game type thing, and we told you about it, but no one else heard about it? Yeah, it's because they didn't do a good job of advertising that kind of shit. So, either way, the they're downplaying good. their performance naturally to assuage the stakeholders, saying that they're trying to, uh, it's just near-term headwinds, and they have a large and expanding addressable market, including paths forward in AI, new HPC, autonomous, uh, whatever. There's a whole bunch of jargon that they're trying to do, but they've lost a shit ton of money this year. If you're following stocks, since September, they lost more than 43% of their market value. They're going down. Sol and I are actually scratching our heads, but we wanted to keep you in the loop. I am sure this is going to be more, there's going to be more news on this later, but... For now, just know Nvidia's she's dying right now, going down. Yeah. So, are you surprised? Uh, I am a little surprised because I, I want to say I think it was probably November of last year we were covering how GPU sales had skyrocketed amongst the cryptocurrency mm-hmm. boom, and I think yep. the sudden you know you couldn't even get your hands on a GPU at one point they had become so expensive, uh, so and so expensive. to see the fact that part of the you know decrease was driven by the fact that they had lower than expected GPU sales was not really surprising because Chiboy knew that it was a semi-Ponzi scheme based market. Um, <laughs> but uh, He tells me earlier, oh God, you're ridiculous. Crocodile tears. Crocodile tears. But no, for serious, um, I'm sure they're going to bounce back. Uh, GeForce is pretty dope. So uh, if you're interested in cloud gaming and get your hands on beta, I highly suggest it. But Next up, speaking of, I guess similarly, not disappointing news, potentially good news, GameStop has decided to not look for a buyer after all. Um, After a recent deal fell through, they've decided to try to sort of siphon off some of their side businesses to pay off debt and try to get some reinvestment done. I like GameStop, I'm not gonna lie. I, I went, to GameStop. Physical all day, baby. I went, I, went I, p- I picked up my, my Kingdom Hearts copy at at, uh, at GameStop. I went there for 
basically all my my recent purchases and shout out to the Huntington GameStop manager for putting up our our, our PLG shit, which we'll get to at the yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end of the show. But uh, anyway, I, I hope this means that they're going to actually figure out a way to become profitable uh, in a way, or at least look for a way to transform themselves. GameStop and all of our listeners at GameStop, their handle on Twitter is literally at GameStop. Let's consult for them. We can get you money. We can build you the right store. The people like games team know what the people who like games like. Facts. <laughs> On to our next story. <laughs> there we go. Oh, man, that was great. Uh, this is more hype news than anything else, I think, as fans of any anime. Sol and I are excited about this. Perfect transition, by the way. Perfect transition. Uh, if anyone's a fan of Dragon Ball Z, guess what? Bandai Namco. Bandai Namco has just answered all of your prayers because they released a brand new trailer for their brand new action RPG game codenamed Project Z. This is a game that is literally an action RPG for Dragon Ball Z uh, that's going to be released on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It's going to follow your man Goku as he goes through pretty much, I think, the whole storyline of Dragon Ball Z. And if you don't know about Dragon Ball Z, Get on fucking YouTube. Watch those episodes for free. I promise you. This is my childhood. This is who I love dearly, very much so. Yep. What? Favorite series of Dragon Ball in order. Go. Oh, dude. It's definitely... Number one is Dragon Ball Z. Number two is Dragon Ball, because that's actually really where it started. Number three is got to be right now. We got Dragon Ball Super. I kind of like that. I like where it's going. They're just powering everybody up. And fourth is GT, and there's also, uh, I think, a random one that I can't remember right now. So that's my top four. You? I would say... He was definitely the best, though. I mean, I really, really love Dragon Ball, but the... Dude, Z was the best. DBZ. You had like the Cell Saga. Cell Saga. It peaked at Cell Saga for me. And so, like, DBZ up to Cell Saga is better than Dragon Ball. Majin Saga, I could have done without. And then GT, I just counted in my version of the war because I'm like. No one cares about I don't it anymore. Watch, There's no Dragon Ball. I don't, I don't no watch Super Saiyan 5. I don't watch Super. So, for me, like, that tailed, black haired Super Saiyan 4 Goku, like, that shit's it. The show ended. Everyone died. <laughs> That's the same way I feel like when I see that uh, the Harry Potter addendums that J.K. Rowling does, and everyone gets upset. I'm like, I don't care. That shit ended after the book seven. Whatever you say is after the fact. It's immaterial. No one gives a shit. It's like, but but but. All right, but well, this. Dragon Ball Super's got Ultra Instinct. Speaking. So give us your rankings. My ranking. What's your rankings, man? I'm gonna go yeah. with. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go on a stretch and just say Dragon Ball because it's the original. Uh, but. I fucking Cell Saga. You. you know you wanted to say Z. Teenage Gohan's my favorite song, so I'm gonna say Cell Saga. DBZ. Right, Teenage Gohan is the shit. All right, He's fuck the it. We're best. gonna go DBZ, then Dragon Ball, then GT, and then because that's the end of the series, nothing else. <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> all right, um, all right. I hope that doesn't offend any of our DBZ fans. Um, and if it like does, current watchers, anybody who's watching Super, sorry, she happens. And on to our next story, which is uh, a little. Eh, a little upsetting because it is um, a continuing trend of leagues, which is a little bit more serious than the topic we're just on, but a continuing trend of leagues and owners and team teams sort of taking advantage of young kids, basically, is what it comes down to at the end of the day, because we always forget, even in professional sports, you're looking at, like, 18 to, like, 25 year old for the you know what I mean like coming in especially in gaming it's yeah, a, a yeah, particularly yeah. young uh, demographic that's that's professional but um, basically the H1Z1 Pro League is holding thousands of dollars in player peripherals and refusing to give them back peripherals if you're not familiar with the uh, term is like terminology mice keyboards mouse pads basically the setup you have uh, minus like a monitor and uh, the main and so the league that we covered uh, a couple of months ago went defunct. It, the popularity of H1Z1, which was one of the original Battle Royale games, it was extremely popular, ended up sort of just flailing. Funny enough, Ninja got his start doing H1Z1 and then switched over to Fortnite. And so the more you know. And so uh, basically the administration uh, told people that... Uh, they, if the 
players were to take home their gear, they would have to send in the items again to for the start of the second split because the seasons were two splits. Um, and because after the first split, the league shuttered, the league ended up holding on to all the material that the players were like, okay, you guys hold on to it until Talk the season the starts. And uh, now, because the because the basically everyone's been fired who worked there, and the face of the league, Jace Hall, literally locked his Twitter account. There's no one to message about getting their your stuff back. So players are genuinely thinking about filing a police report. Just check eBay, bro. Just check eBay because you know that's where it's going. <laughs> yeah, it's already been it's already been gone on eBay. If you don't think yeah, exactly. every single person who got unceremoniously fired wasn't like, thank you, goodbye. Well, I'm taking some of this <laughs> shit. Uh, what, what, Everyone what, who left the company got new peripherals. They, let's uh, go with that. Let's I'm say, sorry, let, guys. Let's say they got a form of uh, let's say five finger severance. Um, would be the phrase here but whatever what can you do I hope for the best for the players file a police report because then they'll respond because then it's serious don't send threats either sue or file the report but what can you do go legal to get shit done that's faux show Um, another way to get shit done though is to socialize via social media and that's exactly what EA is doing following its Anthem demo troubling start yeah uh the next article that we got is about how ea is actually defending itself against the accusation that it underplanned its vip demo weekend if you don't know anthem is their highly touted new game coming out it's actually going to be released in february 22nd i believe is the case but uh anthem's demo for the early access owners the people who actually bought the game uh, came out this past weekend and almost for the whole weekend people were having problems playing the game you might not have been able to get into the game itself or if you did get into the game you might have had problems with infinite loading times once you switched areas and went into different dungeons and things of that nature all in all EA actually uh, was pretty transparent with their problems and discussed a lot of things on Reddit, as you normally do. They have highly upvoted comments. And when I say EA, I mean Bioware specifically. Let's not, conf- not conflate EA with Bioware. They are together, but very distinct groups within EA. And uh, Bioware was very forthcoming, which actually received a shit ton of praise from the gaming community because just like this sort of relates to an article we haven't covered yet, but it's uh, Metroid. If you didn't hear, Nintendo is delaying Metroid and actually restarting production. Gamers actually respected Nintendo for that move and being honest with the gamers. And this falls hand in hand with that type of thing where EA was being honest about the demo and how they fucked it up, they botched it up, but this is the plan for them moving forward and how they're going to fix it and receive a lot of credit. So sorry if you were one of the people that were affected by the Anthem demo bungling moving forward. And the open weekend, open beta this coming weekend, uh, you should be good to go. You'll that's be made whole. That's what they're saying. You'll be made whole once again yes. in life. Don't You'll worry. You'll be made whole. Don't worry. It's not that. It ain't that serious. It ain't that serious. Uh, next up, just a little interesting tidbit. The Chinese company, NetEase. Wait a second. I think it's about time to throw a little respect on their name. Hit them with the coin. Hit them with the coin. I like it. Yeet, yeet. Because we've been a little bit silent on our sound cues. Just because. Sorry about that. I guess we've been lazy would be the best and only way to put it. So we're back on it. So hit them. Hit him, hit him with the Hadouken to let you, give him a little reminder. We get, we get with it, we get with it. Which actually reminds me, don't forget to subscribe. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know the deal. Happy oh, plug come Twitter. on, shameless but plug, shameless, shameless plug. Shameless plug walk right in the middle. But uh, sometimes you got to rock on every block. And NetEase has acquired a minority stake in... Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human developer Quantic Dream uh, based on their vision to become a multi-platform developer. Uh, For the past 12 years, Quantic Dream has been uh, exclusively a developer for Sony and PlayStation, and now they're going to be able to jump around a little bit, which should be good. It also is really curious to see that even during a time in which 
net ease, which I think it was last week or two weeks ago, when we covered uh, the fact that the Chinese government had decided to approve a batch of new games for release, but in those games, yep. NetEase and Tencent were not included, and so to now get see nothing, Tencent. even during this time, when they're not being approved, they're still like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? That's a gigantic developer. Make I'm going to throw a little cash moves. at that and Make throw a little investment. Moves. There's no doubt that every company, they're basically the way Disney owns every beloved piece of pop culture. They basically own a percentage of every single beloved video game company. Them or Tencent. Yep. Look at the numbers. But that's all I got on Just them. Just fucking owning everything. I you respect know, trying it. to take a stake in that respect market. Respect their conglomerate. Wait. I mean, it's impressive. It's impressive. I would say, like, along those lines, though, trying to make a stake in the next piece of the market, let's go with that, is Unity Games. Why? Because they're targeting kids and educators. Great idea, Playground. Yeah, great idea. Uh, This is akin to the news that we, you know, sort of all the thoughts surrounding Nintendo's move with Nintendo Labo and the garage mode and bringing it to schools. Unity is trying to do the same thing by creating Unity Playground. Unity Playground is a new tool invented and provided to these kids, teachers, and novices of all ages to get them exposed to Unity-based development. Unity says that the Playground removes the need to code. It lets users mix and match more than 30 scripts to handle behavior of in-game elements like creating and destroying objects, movement, jumping, and following a target. You can define win conditions. You could do other things like that. And they're going to be putting it into schools, man. Anybody who's excited about making a game, now you can drag and drop that shit. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of coding my own game, but it is also arduous. By creating a playground that allows me tools, you can see how creative people are going to get. It's going to be phenomenal. A very smart move. Unity Playground, I can't even speak. Unity Playground can be downloaded for free right now from the Unity Asset Store. Check it out. Correct. And as Lil Wayne once wisely stated, you got to take care of the kids. Man, I know you heard Obama. So great program (laughs) to have for children. Uh, Great song. Look up those lyrics on Google. It's one of the best rap songs that you'll hear in a bit. And then to roll us out of here, a little bit of a, a, a... a major story, I guess. Not a major story. Uh, Metro Exodus has decided to launch exclusively on the Epic Game Store. And the reason I think this happened like a, a, a week ago or two weeks ago, I don't know if this is necessarily new news. The game, which is launching on February 15th, had been on pre-sale on Steam the entire time. And which then sort of last minute, you could say, THC nordic was like or i guess it wasn't even thc nordic i guess it was it was no it wasn't them uh it was deep silver it was like half them yeah. it's not it was really, half them it, it crazy. was deep so basically basically they were the owners of the the developer but their owner the was the one had, which is Coke exactly. media and not really just the Coke brother us just some german company we looked into it <laughs> uh but they basically just sort of decided <laughs> to arbitrarily be like no we're gonna go to epic game store instead and so i guess the game is going to be either it's going to be released to the people who uh were pre-ordered, pre-ordered already, it yes. already and anyone um, who didn't pre-order it they're already out so i guess that's a pretty funny rare item now um, Isn't that crazy? It's, like it, it's, one system. What doesn't make any sense? It doesn't make sense. What's weird? What, what's weird to me is that the people who who already paid for it are are going to be allowed to keep it without. Yeah, you, you keep know, it they on should, Valve. They should be. But then you're gonna have the other people on Epic. Like what the fuck? I know that that's what's weird. Like, it's it's completely independent though. Completely independent, which is so strange. And so you gotta push updates <laughs> to two separate platforms and still get everyone the same data. I don't know how that works. We need to figure that out. That's that's a good question. Basically, it's like. I was going to say, however, games are hosted on clients. If when you run the game, does it just go to the game server, which I know it does. I'm saying like, what's exclusive about each client or is the client just the hosting mechanism for like the start of the game? If that makes sense. Yeah. I I was going to say, I thought thought it was more funny because of the uh, fact that they had, uh, what's it called? The... (laughs) 
style of complaining and saying it was unfair to Steam customers, it, which it was, especially after, as I said, a long pre-sale period, but at the same time, is what we had said. Epic Games is going to rattle Valve, and this has rattle Valve, especially after, you know, another big game, which was Tom Clancy's The Division 2, decided to go to the Epic Games Store exclusively as well. It's the same thing that happened with streaming content. It's the same thing that's going to happen to gaming content. Exclusivity wars are going to become a big thing. It's going to be very interesting moving forward. It is going to really fracture the market in a not good way, but eventually consolidation will happen and the major players will create a system like we've had now, which is like you get Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, where it's instead of having a bunch of like, you know, Ubisoft and Bethesda. I did it on purpose. Now I know the proper oh, pronunciation. Geez. I'm not going to do it right. I'm just going to mispronounce that. Shit. I'm going to mispronounce that. But uh, regardless, oh, it's, uh, it's interesting. It is going to create a different sort of uh, content war amongst title rights. Market's changing, baby. Market's changing. Story. And Market Amazon's going to come changing. in and swoop it all up. Damn right. But that's all we got. That's a wrap. We ran a little late, but it was a lot of good stories. And actually, we were pretty good on time. Like we we were two minutes over our timeline. That's oh, it. Shit. That's, that's not bad for us. I don't. I don't. That's not as bad as for you us. can tell, I don't keep the timer because I don't give a shit about yeah, being on. Because I don't. He's I don't not paying time. attention to time. Five, min- <laughs> five minutes later, I'll be, five hours later, I'll be there in five minutes. Oh, that's God. how we roll it. But right, what, what we got next? Now we got a little bit of. Uh, that's right. If you remember, we stumbled upon the sound cue. It's Solo something or another. What did and you discover today, Solo? I discovered that I was right in May. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's a, every episode, you say you're right at some point. Oh, my it's God. Such, that's fucking young, hilarious. Uh, honestly, I, I shouldn't be surprised I, anymore, I hope, but I, I am hope. every time. I, I'm genuinely like, wow, surprised. Right again? I'm just like, whoa. What? Like, you know, I've just, <laughs> he's, he's right? How could you know? What? Oh, my God. Like, he's so smart. People get, this like, guy. little pleasant surprise in their days. For me, I'm like, oh, shit, again? What? That's How'd fucking you know? hilarious. How'd you know? I give myself that, a high five. That made me laugh. That made me laugh. Honestly, that's that good. That's good. One. What can I do? Okay. What can I do? But basically, uh, EA has decided to amend their loot boxes over in Belgium for FIFA. So basically, uh, if you recall, back in April, episode 34, episode 34, uh, in particular, I had gone over what Lilo mentioned even earlier in this episode, which was something I called the domino effect. And that was about the importance of... Uh, the ESRB and the ESA to self-regulate on loot boxes before the governments, before governments rather, started legislating them because it was sort of obvious that there was a lot of correlation between addictive gambling tendencies and randomized loot boxes. And so, uh, and if you're like, no, that's crazy, you were just talking about how violence and, you know, real life violence in games in real life don't correlate and then I'd say there's a reason that they banned cartoon characters from selling like cigarettes and unhealthy shit because there's a correlation that those characters make the shit seem more harmless and so it's the same way they do something like the you know the designs on the way the loot boxes or the boxes open could be considered something within that realm like it, it is legitimately addictive uh, stuff and so you know EA had decided to not change anything and they were like yo belgium we're not going to do shit which was a little slap in the face because belgium threatened criminal punishment and big ass fines and so they were about to start imposing them they basically i guess the back channel communications were that um they wanted to start imposing it and so at the last moment they ended up uh removing fifa points which means that players will no longer be able to purchase randomized fifa ultimate tag uh packs for real world cash instead they'll only be able to buy them using coins earned in game Wow. wow. So good. How did hey. that happen? 
it was because it, please go back to episode 34 this is back in april and this is why i was so surprised this one wasn't surprising i'm not gonna lie this one i knew uh because it was the european union and europe is much harsher on technology companies in the u.s and so while they're, down the fucking law and while they were floating by over here thinking everything was gravy over there they're like nah son not today and they were about to get the slap down and they backed down hey and so uh good on you belgium and Eight months later. Let's hope that hey, you actually this see results becomes though. a trend. That's, That's a legitimate result. That's a legitimate result. Yeah. It literally took yeah, out absolutely. an unfair randomized element and put in something you could only earn in game. This shit should be spread. That's a move. I wonder how that changes the game. Anyone in there who wants to do tournaments and shit and has to have an ultimate team. I'm just curious about that. Anyway. That is interesting. I like it. Good find. Thank you. Good follow-up, rather. Hey! You know, we say that we should follow up. Guess what? We did. Seven yeah. months later, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Solo so on the responsible trip. Oh, uh, yeah. Nine months later. I'm nine bad at math. Don't about it. All right. You got me with the sound cue? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I do. I'm just going to find it so we can load it up because we're professionals here and we have everything loaded up as we... Just kidding. I was talking my way through it. The sound cue is here. You know what time it is. There we go. It is the motherfucking game spotlight. And if you didn't guess in the beginning from our banter in the intro, guess what? This particular week, I'm talking about Kingdom Hearts, baby. And I'm not just talking about one, two, or three. I'm talking about all the Kingdom Hearts because it's a big fucking day. It's momentous. It is very important that you understand that on January 29th, Kingdom Hearts 3 came out after fucking 13 years. Kingdom Hearts 2 released 2005. Kingdom Hearts 1 released 2002. Solo and I have been waiting for this motherfucking game for 13 years, and I, I can't even tell you. I have so many thoughts about this, but without further ado, let me just give you some fun facts about Kingdom Hearts. Number one, there have been 10 original games spanning multiple consoles over the past 17 years. That's right, since 2002, this series has been around there are five current hd connections or collections not connections uh it's made by square enix as you know in collaboration with disney so you got some disney characters if you haven't seen any of the previews for kingdom hearts 3 you're living in a fucking bubble i was driving down the 405 the other day if you don't know where the 405 is i'm not gonna tell you but saw a huge fucking poster for kh3 it's big it's big i like it it is a third person action rpg hack and slash some role-playing game elements involved started out one of the few games that i played when i was a kid that involved ai you had donald and goofy at your side you can customize what they were doing they they reacted automatically they healed you defended you that kind of stuff but then you could also change and customize what they did and responded to in certain situations so that was fucking epic Oh my goodness. Aside from those elements of gameplay, there was the chain of memories and rechain of memories that altered the gameplay solely where you were one character without any AI help and you played with cards, which is actually interesting. I did play that game. That was uh, It was interesting because you played with cards to do the actions and fight in any battle, but unlike regular Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 where you could just fight in real time in the environment and still run around. This actually brought you to a separate fighting screen, much like regular RPGs, right? Um, like turn-based RPGs, Final Fantasy, for example. Moving on, Kingdom Hearts 2, you got access to drive forms, baby. Drive forms and other summons. Like, it's fucking crazy. It's amazing. In this particular game, Kingdom Hearts 3, I think that sparked it, sparked this love affair. Uh, there's 30 plus hours of gameplay, and yeah, it's internationally released on the 29th. What are some other fun facts about Kingdom Hearts that I can tell you? Well, number one. The, it's, like, it's like an infomercial. So, what are some fun facts? We can go over. Yeah. Um, let me tell let you. Let me tell you uh, that uh, 15 years was way too damn long. Uh, why did it take 15 years? Why did it not take five years? Uh, it's probably because they released like 14 other games in between. They released HD collections. They released all this other stuff. They were waiting just for some good ideas. And in reality, they were pushing Square Enix had their priorities fucked up, at least to fans like Sol and I, because they admitted that they were pushing a whole bunch of other projects at the time. So the creator 
he uh, he mentioned that um, what was it? What's his name? Uh, Tetsuya Nomura. I'm so stupid. Tetsuya Nomura mentioned that he was pulled onto other projects like Final Fantasy and shit like that. But Square Enix, ugh, man. I just remember Sol and I, our love affair with the game um, culminated in a time in high school when I slept over his house for three nights in a row. We had side-by-side motherfucking TVs and we had two PlayStation 2s and we just dominated the fucking game for three days straight. I beat the game at level 99, Solo beat it at level 95. It was, it was just I, that feeling you can never get. I'm it's not going to lie though. After, after hearing the way that they sort of they almost butchered that since though because what you had was you know and 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 this is something funny enough this might be you know blasphemy to some kingdom hearts fans but i i, I actually ended up going back a couple of months ago and buying 2.8 hd remix because yes part yes, of yes. me was like did i really enjoy this game as much as i thought i did and why did i enjoy it and i feel like what happened was you had Kingdom Hearts 1, which set up the story and this sort of, I think a big part of it was the battle system. A, the freestanding combat system was something Square Enix mm-hmm. should invest more in. That's why I don't like Final Fantasy games. Turn-based combat's really boring. And so that free Action floating RPG combat was around. fun. Gotcha. But Kingdom Hearts had a limited one. Kingdom Hearts 2's combat was fucking incredible. Like, it was genuinely so incredible fun. as gameplay. And so that, in, in addition to the fact that one was followed by two there wasn't like right? 12 Three games years later and like a normal time and something like you know the matrix tried to do so if you're familiar matrix ended up trying to do their story was like they released the movies but they released graphic novels and games and all basically the stories of all of those things intertwined so it was supposed to be like a multimedia project but it's like yo Party, you gotta fucking streamline that shit for the people who don't got the time to like me to yeah. be like, I'm yeah. gonna play the card game version of Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, dog, just give me three. What the fuck happens to the rest of the story? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, and so you know, I don't want to play a card version, I want to play what we had before and, and, and just you, give me some you, more you cool shit. You don't want a situation where some of your most dedicated fans are like, oh shit, I gotta sit down and watch like an hour of video maybe to remember and sort of piece together what this story was about. We, we may have done that we may have have done done that that because i'll be honest after the stories of one and two i it's like i just don't give a shit part of me wishes i could just cut all that out (laughs) and just go straight to the story but there is a lot of shit shit that's gonna carry over so you know thank you thank you for the fucking homework kingdom hearts first and foremost um but seriously thank you for finally releasing you released it and soul and i are incredibly excited What's funny, fun fact, uh, I downloaded the game onto my PS4, and for those of us out on the West Coast, we're allowed to play the game at 9 o'clock, which is 12 o'clock on the East Coast, so I actually got to boot it up, and you had a sick intro, and just like, I'll be honest, this is one of the few games, the reason why we're so excited about it, like, it brings back so many good memories of my childhood, and I'm sure that's what people feel now about their reboots and movies and having comics come out in the movies and stuff like that, but the nostalgia factor is real, and then also the music. As soon as I heard the music, man, brought me right back to when I was in Solo's basement and we dominated this game. Like, I can't tell you how much of an influence or how much I didn't realize I missed this game. Getting all that together is insane. Solo was saying that uh, we had to watch videos to understand the story is true. But one of the coolest things that I saw when I booted up the game last night is like, you could go to the options and they put in a recap of the story so far for all of you who didn't know. Because for the past 13 years since the last game came out, there you have no idea what the fucking story was. So they have four volumes of videos depicting the story for you. And I thought that shit was so clever, so smart, and so I started watching it. And I was like, you're solo, you gotta do this. I'm not booting the game, game up yet. You gotta watch the videos. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, he but, any, he does I have do, it. I he do wanna say, copy. Bezos, I did take it out of the package. I even went as far as to install it on my PS4. So, <laughs> I might even play it after Thank this. Thank God, dude. I know, I, I try. Thank fucking God. I try. Either way, that's all I got. We haven't actually played the game ourselves yet. We've only been so excited, got so much hype surrounding the game. But that's just about to happen for a lot who's also for the fan. next five days, six days, seven days, yeah, eight days. Yeah, I, I think we're, we're going we're gonna to be crushing this game, not going to lie. Or so we'll I'm go slow and enjoy it hours. because... 
or I'm going to just go really fast to avoid any spoilers because people on the internet are the worst. It's going to be both. It's going to be both. We're going back and forth. Anyway, that's a wrap on the spot. That's what I got. And uh, now we're just going to cue you in right here to a little bit of a light final lap. And we actually wanted to take a moment to give some context to that opening clip. Uh, We, if you recall from our very large aggressive marketing push, uh, the fact that we were going to hold a Super Smash Brothers tournament, the inaugural Winter Smash, that occurred, and that occurred on this past Sunday. It was, for all intents and purposes... Oh, God, here it comes. Very enjoyable. Um, uh, very enjoyable. <laughs> you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. You fucking wanted to say it, too. I, I did. Ruined, I did. I'm it sorry. Was, I ruined it, your spotlight. It was, it, it was a bit of a smash. It was a bit of a smash. We're going to punt out. We're going to punt out here. Um, thank, you and go. so we, we actually want to take the segment to sort of say thank you to everyone who was involved uh, and who helped Uh First and foremost, thank you to everyone who came out. We actually were able to sort of fill out our bracket. Granted, a few people fell out, and we had a little bit of a, uh, let's say, bracket issue because of uh, software. It's fine. Exactly. It happens. It was the first. Dude, 48 people, no joke, though. It was That's a lot. No joke, thank you for showing up. You know, for, for seriously, sure. you know, everyone was cool. Everyone was as great. No, everyone's very respectful. The the vibe was great. And, you know, we were able to, you know, get through all the matches. No drama. We were able to give out some prizes. We were able to give out some food, got, give out some merchandise. Shout out to, yep, you know, yep, yep. Liege Waffle. That's L-I-E-G-E Waffle Co. If you want to follow them on Instagram uh, for bringing out some waffles. They brought that out for free. Did not take money. So shout out to them. Uh, shout out to... Uh, Blushes Lavender is the Instagram. She came through, sold bandanas for us, anime-themed, comic-themed. It was great. And... Oh, hell yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it was it was, it was was the first of many. We, we, we got a little press. The people have arrived in the real world, so... We have. We've been saying it. Uh, I guess what we're trying to say is the best damn around are about to be the best damn around in... In addition, in, in a, into a new industry as well. So, uh, let's say we're one up in, we're plus one in. A new avenue of gaming, Ye- for sure. Yo, tell tell about the title. Tell about the title of the news. So, what did we host? We we, we, we hosted the first ever Super Smash Brothers tournament. I'm not gonna first lie. Ever. I, the first ever. Yeah, exactly. First oh ever. I want you that all to know hilarious. that. Believe everything you hear when they say that in the local news. Yes, it's true. That's real we news. did the first real ever. Not We're the best. News. We're the most originalist. <laughs> so shout out to us. High five to us. Shout out to Visas. Yeah. Seriously for coming through, helping organize. Oh, yeah. Without his help, this would not have come through. He has a Twitter, I think. I told him to make one, but I don't know if he did. <laughs> Good plug. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he has it before I, actually I don't do. Know. We'll find out. I'm going to update <laughs> you next week with his before I make mine, which I'll make mine eventually. But regardless, um, shout out to And then Repeal 18, right? Yeah, Repeal 18 um, was there, and thank you for having us. Uh, shout out to Yoink for winning uh, the title. For our first event, we are going Bring to be the trophy. running that shit back at the end of February with uh, the details to come officially this week. Uh, maybe a little bit more in prize money, maybe a, maybe a little change, you know, in format, maybe a change of age. Who knows? Who knows? You got to stay tuned. At People Like Games is the Twitter and the Facebook and the red subreddit basically everything's that people like game i simplify that shit so we simplify that shit rather and so there you go lastly um you know we have one as we said in february we're going to be doing a few things that are in the works we're not going to announce anything yet but uh expect the people to uh be very active uh, on all social media channels and events, etc. And so, uh, if you happen to be in Long Island, New York, reach out. 
because um, you know that'll be the the center of our uh, event operations for uh, uh, the near future, uh, and the near future being next few months before we uh, jump coast and uh, you know Migrate. see what uh, La La Land is about. But that's all I got. Lilo, take us out. Well, to reiterate on that, wonderful thank you. I would just say, yeah, honestly, we hosted the event because we knew that people wanted it and they showed up in droves and proved our point. And so we just do this because we love gaming and we know other people do. So we want to make sure everyone has a good time. Can't state enough how fun it was to be a part of something where everyone was pretty respectful and no one was toxic no one was an asshole we didn't have to deal with anything bad that happened and i'm not sure like you know we heard about you know the uh the murders and other things that happened at the uh, madden tournament or fifa tournament i forgot where it was but people be crazy it's nice i want to promote a nice safe environment you should be able to come to our events and feel like you're part of the community feel like you're gonna be safe and respected and you're part of that as long as you respect everybody you're good to go Appreciate you for everything you do. Be on the lookout. Oh, and the last thing would be book review, significant zero. We oh. don't have a date, but that's the book review. He, significant who's the zero. Uh, that's a good question. Wow. 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 Lilo's first pick, on, first shot at the book review, bringing it out in the professional manner, the professional rollout. Walt Williams, oh, baby. Hey, WW. Old hey, hey. WW. Walt Williams. Don't worry, I didn't, I didn't Google that shit. But yeah, so <laughs> that'll be in a couple weeks. Be on the lookout for that. Lord. And again, thank you for listening to the show. Tune in next week. Peace. Adios.